Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hello. 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 You're doing very well with the low, the low sexy voice. Thank uh, you. Thank you. This, this may have something to do with the fact you're ill. <coughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. We're after that we was right on. That was right on cue there. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and folks, this is the level of dedication that Kate shows to your podcast. Even though she's at death's door, she managed to crawl out of her bed using only her fingernails and get into this room to do a podcast for you. Let's be fair. The bed is literally six inches away from where we are right now. It is actually, this is a very small room. I am Uh, touching the bed. She is now touching the bed. Right now. This is now. Now I'm not touching it. Now I am touching (laughs) it. It's a play by play. I can confirm every word she said. It's true. Uh, Yes. So Kate's sick and I'm not because that's how I roll, baby. That's, that's how the world goes. Yeah, the parents gave you a better immune system. I got a better immune system. If it was any comfort, my family, uh, I'm, I'm often more well than all the other members of my immediate family uh, as well, the, the ones I live with. That's so, nice. Yeah, it's cool for me, um, except I have to take care of them. Oh, right. Which blows. Isn't that what moms do? Yeah, I know. And I have to do it. I mean, our mom is trying to take care of me from, like, miles away. And yeah, it's see? really nice, though. That's very sweet. Yeah. Aw. Thanks, Mom. And then uh, our, our sound engineer. Whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Are you talking about our community engagement coordinator and penguinologist? Yes, the, the penguinologist. The penguinologist. He, There's only one. He is currently in Australia, and he no had... No penguins there. No, yeah. maybe there are. There might be. There might be. And he had soup delivered to me tonight. No. Yeah. Long distance soup? Long distance soup. Oh, sweet is our penguinologist. And he came in a bread bowl and everything. Oh, and there was soup. And there was a cookie. It was a cookie. It was a cookie. Aww. <laughs> Yay. Thank you, penguinologist. <laughs> we love you. Um, so who are we? Oh, I'm I'm Kate. Yeah, you're Kate. Here and lies I'm, Kate. <laughs> she once was a lovely sister. <laughs> I don't know what that accent was. I'm Betsy. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> and on this here podcast, when uh half of us is not dying, uh, we tend to talk about picture books. Yeah. Yeah, and if they're good, mm-hmm. if they're not good, if they're in between, and if they're lamentable. My favorite's lamentable. All people's favorites are lamentable. Is that the hate one? Because I like the hate one. Where we yeah. Just, where we hate everything. Where we hate on things. Yeah. That's sweet. I love that's it. Where the, that's where the stats... I am going to... I didn't do it this time. I am at some... One of the up, one of these upcoming podcasts is going to be a surprise. I'm going to bring you the stats of what our most popular to our least popular is, and it may surprise you because it's not like the oldest ones get the most hits, the newer one gets the least hits. It's not like that. It's a really weird graph. Hmm. I may graph it. Ooh. I may make it graphic. On um, graphite? <laughs> Brand. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, here's really fun. Uh, Side bit. If you ever look up on YouTube, Nickelback's uh, Look at This Graph. 
It's the highlight of any. I have life. no idea what that is. And now I must look at it. Yeah. Stop the podcast! Okay. I'll do it later, I suppose. So, um, I figured today, uh, we, and you had actually suggested it, so it had nothing to do with me, but you said you should do a sick book. Yeah. For the sickie. I feel like this is the time of year where people get colds yeah. and flus and want to curl up with a nice good book and, and a blanket and soup. So there is a very good sick book uh, that we are not going to do because it is too new. I declare it too new. I can I can handle a creepy carrots if it's like Halloween and we're we're desperate for the creepy, but it's it's too soon. And there's a you know a sick day for Amos McGee. It would be perfect. That guy looks real sick. He probably has what you have, but I just I could not do it. Um, and then I thought, does Alexander get sick? In Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Fun fact, he does not. Uh, though he looks like it on the cover. I think that's just because he has gum in his hair. And Who wouldn't look sick after that? So that left today's book. Today's book is far more of the emergency surgical procedure variety. But you've had that. Sure. Why? Ambulances used to come left and right and central to pick you up I when you were younger. I have many friends who are EMTs. Yes, indeed. Uh, and so I think this fits. I think I think it'll fit you perfectly. I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal it to you now. Kay. Drum roll, please. Madeline. Madeline by Ludwig Bemelmans. Bemelmans. Yeah. I will now right. pronounce it like that. Wait, wait, wait. wait what is uh, it? It's Bemelmans, but I oh. like Bemelmans. <laughs> if I ever need a pseudonym, you just call me Betsy Bemelman. Shut up. <laughs> that would be awesome. Why do you give me horrible names for now? It's like Tommy De- Look, it's not De- my fault De- that all or... the classics... I'm sure if I did Shel Silverstein, get that one in an instant. But, yeah. But no, this one, he was from France, I believe, originally. So, yes, Bemelmans. Be- Bemelmans. Bemelmans. Like a... Bemelmans. It probably was Bemelmans, actually. Yeah, French it up. French it up. Well, if you want to French it up, this is the book to French it up to. So you're going to take this here book, and you're going to read this thing up. Go. We're back. You're back, to be more precise. I didn't go anywhere. Oi. I sat here. Oi. 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 Do you like my French? I thought we were saying oi, like an old Yiddish woman, <laughs> but that could also have been oi. I'm a Jewish French person. You're right? a Jewish French person, oi. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Two birds, one stone. <laughs> awesome. Yes, so, uh, yeah, you read, a, you read a book there, but but nobody, nobody, nobody knows what that book is about. And you're in luck. You get to read this it's a plot description like a sick person. Oh, awesome. I think you can do it. <coughs> um, oh, you're already on the right track. How, how I started. That's, oh, oh. That's, step, that's the first step in the process. Got it. Awesome. In an old house in Paris that was covered with vines lives plucky Madeline with 11 other girls under the care of the kind Miss Clavel. Madeline wakes up in the night with appendicitis and is rushed off to the hospital. The other girls visit Madeline after the operation and see her gifts, her candy, and above all, her scar. That night, they all cry, boo-hoo, <coughs> we want to have our appendix out too. So, what'd you think? Uh, not a fan. This is, um, uh, um, um, <laughs> what? 
No. What? No, she's a brat. I don't like what? her. What? Well, yeah. But what? So why uh, should I like a book about a brat? What? Okay, well, explain, explain. Uh, why Why do you okay. think she's a brat? Well, first of all, the very first page doesn't exactly turn me on to the story. The Place de la Concorde. Concorde. Yeah. De la Concorde. With the, with the creepy, creepy guy stalking... I'm pretty sure that's the thief that they frown at the bad at later. Because remember, they smile at the good and they frown at the bad, and the bad is the thief who's getting caught. I'm pretty sure it's the same thief. I don't know. that. He uh... is a little... Okay, I've never noticed him before. Um, And to start your story with a creepy guy chasing after school children? He doesn't look at them. I think he's looking the other way. He's just... He's got sort of like like a preparatory stance... It's creepy. It's it's definitely. <laughs> He's not on even on the same page as they are. Okay, it's the it's 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 this. Uh, He's clearly going to rob this woman in blue off to the left. Oh wait, no, that's, wait, no. that's a policeman. That's a policeman. <laughs> Never mind. That's a policeman. He's a. Uh, He's, he's a thief, and he sees the policeman, and so he's going to go the other way. That's the only reason he's going near. No one would rob. They're not actually orphans. They look like orphans, but you know you wouldn't. They see it's the same guy. Uh, see that was that was foreshadowing. Ah, but that's not even what the story's about. Okay, admittedly, it has nothing to do with the story. Yes, no. And then when they're talking about that, they smiled at the good. What? Tell me, what is the good that he's feeding a horse? She and yes, that's a she. I'm pretty sure that's a she. How do you know that's a she? She's wearing a dress. That could be a trench coat. A long yellow trench coat? Yeah. I, down to the feet? Didn't Dick Tracy wear a yellow trench coat? Not to his feet. And he had quite a square jaw. I'm pretty sure that's a, lo- that's a lovely lady feeding horse. I don't know. Horse. These drawings are kind of like... Well, they're a little... They're a little... They're a little... Uh, they're a little... little Not sketchy, but they're... 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 they're expressive. They're French. They're French. I don't care if they have facial expressions or not. Like they sometimes, are doing so much sometimes the sun has a face and sometimes it does not. Who cares? <laughs> I do what I want. I am French. I did but, not notice that either. But then the, when this is, they're very sad. Well, when I, okay, on this page, it's, it's a guy who is, he's, he's got he's crutches. He's a foreign legion. He's got crutches and yes. a broken leg. So yeah, he was in the wars. Also, it's so he was in the wars and he had broke his leg well, and now well, he can't. What what, what time period is this? Any time period. It was a we war. are always at the. But this war. is like the Les Mis War. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> One day more. I don't know what's going well, on. Well, I'm sure if I had uh, taken the time to. <laughs> Write down the year of the publication. All right. Well, we know this much. Uh, we know that in 1938, uh, he ended up in a hospital bed, and this inspired the book to some extent. So I'm going to say this is post-World War II. I think that's a fair thing to say. Ah. I'm being as broad as you humanly can. Yeah, you are. Um, Post-World War II. So he Post-World was, War II? Yeah. It's 1938. Obviously, it's not going to be post-World War One, so... Unless he's, like, going back... I mean, I wouldn't... No, I don't think... So. Maybe. <laughs> but there's an ambulance! Who cares? There's an ambulance you oh, can drive! Like, with the true. wheel! That's ambulance. World War II! Who cares what year it World is? World It's whatever year we want it to be. <laughs> it is before the Golden... After the Golden Age of Um, Here's the thing. When it says, like, all the girls have to cry... No, they don't. No, they definitely do not have to cry. She's a brat. You don't How have to be she, sad. No, I need. I still need evidence on this. How is she a brat? Um, multiple reasons. What? She um, likes to scare Miss Clavel. 
Miss Cl- Clavel. Clavel. Miss Clavel. Yeah. Well, know. okay, and the the way she does it is by balancing um, on a bridge, almost going to fall off. Fun fact: in Madeline's rescue, she does fall off. Good. And is rescued by a dog. Dang it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they did follow that up. That was that's not like a dangling plot line that they sort of forgot about. You know? She like stands in front of a tiger like, and says poo poo. Yeah. That tiger is insane. That tiger should have bitten her head off. I'm on the tiger side. Admittedly, I'm going to assume that French zoos at this time period, not the most humane. Um, But everyone else, all those other girls are cowering behind. They're afraid of mice. They're afraid of tigers in zoos. You're telling me if you see a a mouse right now, you're not going to be freaked out? Absolutely, I'll be freaked out. I am not as brave as Madeline. Madeline's not brave. She She goes and she's going to play with the mice. She is a brat. She's not a brat. Brad, you uh, haven't met Eloise yet. You don't know from Brad. What is that, her sister? Uh, no, that is another picture book. And that picture book will take you 35 minutes to read. That one is insane. And that's a picture I'm book? I'm going to save, oh yeah, I'm going to save that for a very special episode. When you meet Eloise, you're going to be like, you know that Madeline? She won so bad. She won so bad. I, I, uh, I misjudged her. That's what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hear you say that. You're going to mm. be like, she ain't got nothing mm-hmm. on that girl in the plaza. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. So she goes to the hospital. She does. She has a burst appendix. Right. That ain't fun. Well, not necessarily burst. It's just... She was sobbing. From yeah. pain. Yeah, from pain. It might not have burst yet. Okay. They might have caught it in time. I'm hoping. And then... And remember, it probably put her under with ether. And uh, painkillers post-World War II, not great. But here's the thing. She's in that hospital for 10 days. Yes, and I have always found that so strange. I guess at the time. Why is she in the hospital for 10 days? I guess that's how they did it back then. Number two, her dad sent her all these gifts. Yeah. Where is he? Oh, this is a boarding school. In the hospital. Yeah, he ain't anywhere near around. Well, yeah, and see, you're blaming her for being a brat, but where are her parents? Nowhere inside. Now, we don't know. It took them forever to visit her, by the way. So it's possible that he visited already at the beginning and then had to go off to whatever. I don't know what his job is. So uh, we're assuming that the girls visit her on day 10? No, they don't visit her on day 10, but they don't visit her on day one. They visit her, like, somewhat in the process. Right. She's there a long time. It takes them a while to... Well, she's standing on the bed showing off her scars. Yeah. So she's perfectly fine. Yeah. No, she's clearly almost She's got a smug little stupid face when she's showing off all of her gifts from Papa. She's just laying in bed like, "Mm mm-hmm, yep, those are all mine. Now, come on. Mm Mm-hmm. If you had just had painful surgery, yeah, you're gonna be, like, showing it off. And that's mine. She lets them eat her candies. Play with her toys. She's showing off. Maybe she's showing off, but she's not like being like, look at all the awesome stuff I got, and you ain't gonna touch it because it's all from Madeline. This girl right here, all mine. They eat her candies. That right there. I'm like, yeah, if I had a whole box of candies and I was like six years old, I'd be like, uh-uh, uh-uh, candies for the girl with the scar on the tummy, that would be me. She's perfectly fine. She's just got a smug little <sighs> stupid face. And <laughs> then... <laughs> I love when all the girls oh, no. are, uh, they go back to the school, and they're all getting ready for bed, and they're all laying in their beds with their hands behind their heads. I love that. I Every love that. Every single it's little so girl has just got her, their elbows like, up in the air. Well, and they're not happy. They have these expressions on their faces like, there is something wrong with the world, and I'm going to make it right. 
So why are they jealous? Because they want to be out of the school? Dude. Because they want all the what attention? She... Oh, yeah. They want the toys? Uh, the answer is D, all of the above. They want the candy, the toys, the dollhouse, and they want the awesome scar. Did you not notice that the scar was freaking awesome? She's no, got a because scar. because it's, it's showing her from yeah, the Yeah, we don't back, get to see the she's scar. She's just lifting up to her To be shirt, fair, but... considering the drawing style, it was probably a slash of right. pen. Yeah, but they want the scar. And uh, I think that is awesome because how many books have we read where little girls are like, you know what I really want? More than candy or dolls or toys. I want a scar to show the wars of it. I don't think that they want the scar. I think they want attention. I think Madeline gets so yeah. much attention because she's a brat she and does sh whatever she wants. She is, look, she is bored out of her skull. She is in this hospital with no books. And Miss Clubbell has no choice but to put all of her attention towards this troublemaker. She hasn't seen her for 10 days. <laughs> she's been well, in no, the hospital like, no, like, They haven't even visited her. When she's well, she has to put all of her attention on this little girl and having to ignore all the other little girls. Oh, you should see the one where she runs away with the boy, ne the no good boy next door and, uh, and they join the gypsies. And Miss Clubbell, who has lost her charge for, I'm going to say, months has to try to find her. They're with the where they're with the circus. They've been sewn into a into a lion's costume. I'm giving a lot of step away here. I know that you want to read these things yourself and Oh yeah. Cuz I'm giving like the whole plot. Please don't tell me anymore. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say Miss Clavel. I called her Clavel, but Clavel. She is Clavel. The, she's the unsung hero of this book. I know. So many people think she's a nun. She's apparently not. Um, that's just she's what like she a, wears. She's kind of like a mix of a governess and yeah. a nun. And she's a, like a governess nanny nun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it, if it's a Catholic school, she would be a nun. It may be a Catholic school. I'm not entirely certain. Yeah. It is, um, I'll say, in the sequel to the sequel, an ambassador's How son. How many moves Madeline books are There's there? four originally. Oh, gosh. But, but, Why? but. Well, originally there were four because, I should say, um, John Bemelman's Marciano, the grandson of Ludwig, started making them up again. Um, so there was Madeline and the Cats of Rome and a bunch of the other ones. And he even uses his grandfather's pen nibs. There's the His pen nibs. Nibs? Nibs. It's a pen nib. It's the end of a pen. What? Where you nib. <laughs> You're just making <laughs> stuff up now. What are you talking about? I know what I'm talking about. Right. Nib Nibblings. Right. Haven't you ever had a nibbling? <laughs> Delightful. And very penny. I can't even argue with you because this no, is too entertaining. Once, I, once I'm gone, Tell I'm gone. I have nibblings. no idea. I can't get back. How do I get back? Moving on. Any other things that uh, caught your notice? No, that's, uh, that's it. Okay, well, uh, so let's give a little context here. So here's an interesting fact. So I did my top 100 picture books poll twice. I did one uh, one year, and then two years passed, and then I did another one. First year I did it, Madeline was number eight. Number what? eight on the top of the charts. Oh, but hold hold your inc incredulity. Incredulity? <laughs> incredulous. Make, you're making up weird words No, today. no, no. Incredulous nope. stance. Hold Nobles. your incredulous words. Okay. Uh, it. The first time, it was number eight. The second time, 47. She had dropped Good. significantly. Keep going, little girl. She's so Go down so to the cruel. bottom. You're so Where cruel. you belong. All right. Let's give some background. Hold on. Time out. Uh, wait. There's, there's not even a... Pl like, 
what is the, there's no moral there's nothing you get there's not a moral there's nothing you get out of this story it's beautiful rhymes this the rhymes are lovely she's a girl in an old house in paris that was gets covered in vines appendicitis and then goes to the hospital two straight lines. and that's it the end and yet children love it why because of the rhyming and the colors and the france Ugh. you get to see so much France. I know. I didn't know it was. You got to see the Eiffel Tower. Seeing the Eiffel Tower everywhere. It was like, oh, there's the Eiffel Tower. You only see it once. No, you see it multiple times. (laughs) Did you see it? I thought you only saw it once. We will check this. Later, we will check this. Um. So, how did this all begin? Um. 1938. He was riding a bicycle on the Ile Dieu. I'm gonna say Dieu. D apostrophe Y E U. Pronounce that. Dieu. Dieu. Off the coast of France. Sure. He collided with the only car on the island. <laughs> I love that. Just, that takes skill. It's like, was I he, am on the island. Did he drink like a few bottles of wine? He's French. Of course he drank a bottle of go. wine. And hit the only car he could hit. Consequently spent part of the summer in the local hospital uh, where he was placed in a white carbol carbolicky bed. I don't know what that is. Is that with the... With the I must have the crank on it, yeah. as seen in the book. In the next room was a little girl who had her appendix out, and on the ceiling over his bed was a crack that in varying light of the morning, noon, and evening looked like a rabbit. Oh, that's in the book. Uh, so there we go. And then the girl would walk around being like, check out my appendix! And then would just like lift up her shirt, because little kids don't care. And he thought that was awesome. And he put it in the book. Um... Well, you'll be very gratified to know that the first editor who looked at it uh, decided not to publish it. It was a famous editor named Mae Massey. She said that uh, she did refuse to on the grounds that its story was of a naughty, strong-willed girl and it was too sophisticated for young readers. They couldn't handle her. They couldn't take it, she figured. Um, So there you go. There's a difference between being... She did do the sequels, though, weirdly enough. But, like, well, she probably did them because she saw how much money the first one got, right? Heck to the, yeah, that thing made Mad Bang. Yeah. Still does. I don't get that. There is no way to, vi- I mean. Like, she's naughty but she and strong-willed, yes, but it's not, like, a good strong-willed. It's a an annoying, <laughs> it's like a I think fly. you're identifying too closely with Miss Clavel. And maybe it's because she keeps getting woken up in the night. She She gets up in the night. I really am like, She's got like the sixth sense that she just knows. She can't even hear. I assume that her bedroom is like, like way at the other end of the building. And she would have no, because she doesn't want to be kept up all night. Because those girls are not, if you put a bunch of girls into a room, they're not going to go to sleep all the same time. I'm going to be dad, yabby, 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 yabby. So she's far away where she can't hear them. So the only way, you know, this is pre-baby cam. The only way she's going to know that they need her is to have this sixth sense where it's like, something's not right. And she runs. Yeah. She books it. I like how she runs. She's amazing. Yeah. Can the book be about her? Can we just uh, get a book there are, about her? You know what? To the best of my knowledge, there is no Miss Clavel spinoff. There should be. But, here we go. Who played her in the movie? Oh, there was a movie? There was a live action movie. And a famous actress that I think you like. Played Miss Clavel. Can you guess who it was? Nope. Emma Thompson. So close. Emma Thompson. Pretty sure it wasn't Emma Thompson. I'm like 90% sure. No, but America. Okay, who is the American equivalent of Emma Thompson? 
I got nothing. Francis Dorman. Francis McDorman? Francis oh. McDorman. Yeah, from Fargo. From Fargo. Yeah. Yeah. That's Miss Clavel. That's a decent human being you'd want to put your children in the care of. Yeah, I like her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite fond of her. She's great. So I take it you will not be going uh, next time you're in New York to the Bemelman's Bar? What is that? Oh, it's delightful. Um, he painted the whole dang thing, not with Madeline, just with whatever random... There's a lot of rabbits. Uh, on the ceiling? No, <laughs> but on the uh, the lampshades, on the walls, on the whole ding ding dang thing. Also, the drinks are freaky expensive, but uh, well, it's, it's worth... Yeah. It's New Well, but it's even more than... Like, I was living in New York, and I was like, oh, the Bamberlands Bar, and I looked at the prices, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, I won't be I mean, are the drinks, drinking like, there. Madeline-themed, or? No, it's just he painted the whole room, and then you get to go in there and be like, this is the room bar is all called arty. the... It's called the Bemelman's Bar. It's in a hotel. Uh, oh. Which hotel, Betsy? Let's move on. Um, <laughs> but if you Google Bemelman's Bar, you can find it. It's yeah. it's nice. I went there during the day when New York opened. So. Yeah, it's really the only one. Uh, yes. Oh, and I have a... Okay, I have... Maybe you don't care for, for Madeline, but perhaps you would care for this other book uh, in my bag, which is a parody of it. Frankenstein. Frankenstein by Ludwurst Bemonster. Oh. Um, which it's got takes, a fake little... Uh... It's got a fake... It's a Caldenot horror book. <laughs> which is... Uh, this is by one of my favorite... Okay, so it's by um, Rick Walton. Uh, sorry, Rick. I don't actually know you very well. But it's by artist Nathan Hale. And I appreciate this book greatly because there's a lot of, like, parody books. But this is the only parody book I've ever seen that actually parodied... Oh, this um, is cool. Is really cool. It's the only one I've ever seen that actually parody... Uh, well, yes, because the, uh, the Bemelman book, you can see they, in, in this book, they are the ones who I gobble up the bad guy who has stolen all the They bit the, the good and gobbled the bad. They bit the good. There's that, see, it's a lady and <laughs> with the, the yellow coat. Oh, yeah. And, the, they are and the kids are all different, like, monsters. Halloween monsters. They're yeah. all different Halloween monsters. You got a little Frankenstein, a Exactly. Little the ugliest one was Frankenstein. Aww. Yeah. And uh, in this case, ugly. he did not... Um, <laughs> well, and they sleep in coffins. And... Yeah, well, and he didn't... Uh, he, he lost his head. Uh, that's that's He didn't have an appendix burst. He lost his head. But then he got a new one. Uh, and that's lovely. Oh, this and book is awesome. It's really quite We should have read this during October. Nope. Uh, it's not really classic. It's not remembered at all. It, oh, it came yeah. out and was kind of forgotten. And I love... It's not Miss Clavel, it's Miss Devel. Like the uh, devil. Uh, uh, yeah, and she's uh, sort of a, and I like that she sleeps. And in she's a, like a Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah, she's like a Dr. Frankenstein. Um, and, uh, you know, she runs super fast as well, which I appreciate. And she wears pants. And what then all her? the kids lose their heads because they want to get new heads. Aww. Which I kind of adore. And, uh, yeah, so I love, I love this one. Oh, cool. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, thought I'd just read let that you know book about instead. Them. Yeah, no. <laughs> nope, not going to do that. Aww. But uh there you go. Oh, and there's one, okay. The book does have and very few picture books have this. It has a gaping, huge, magnificent flaw Isn't in that the art. Numbers, oh, in the art. In the art. I was going to say because when he rings the phone, he does it in English, not in French. Okay. Which is anyway. Danton 106. Yes, I've 
I've only read this book a couple times. I love that. That's like the old-fashioned, like, you see that in movies, and they're like, I need Carnegie, 439, you know. Um, here is a picture of all the girls sitting at the table. After Madeline, who is still in the hospital, they visited her, they've come back, they look very put out at their dinner table. Can you see what the problem is with this picture? No. Okay, I'm going to read the beginning of the book to you here. In an old house in Paris that was covered in vines lived 12 little girls in two straight lines. Oh, there's 12 girls. There's 12 girls. Who is this mysterious 12 girl who has usurped Madeline's position only to take it over? Yes, her bed is still empty. But um, when they eat, when they break their bread uh, in this scene, there is a 12th girl. Something that somehow has... Now, you brought up a little earlier a video of Madeline. I went to check to see if they had corrected. They had. So there was only 11 girls when they were breaking their bread in the video. But in the original book, there's some weirdo 12th girl who's just wandered in off the street. I like to think of her as a plucky street kid who figured <laughs> there's an extra piece here. These girls aren't eating the bread. I'll put on the sad face and then munch, 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 bread for me. Again, I'm just thinking of a little French girl being like, I'm going to join you. I don't care. I'm going to go now. See you. <laughs> it, it beats selling matches. What can I say? <laughs> I will go off now. Not the little match girl was French, but I like that idea anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ratings time? I would love to hear what you Ratings think this time? should be. Oh, I love this book. I love the art. I love how I, it's a, such a good read aloud. I like it better than its sequels, even though in the sequel, um, immediately after that, they adopt a dog. And then um, the dog. No, 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 uh, no, no, no! You're doing it again. You're comparing no, this book yeah, to other books. Well, no, I'm, but but positively, I'm saying this is better than the other books. I'd say you this gotta is focus the just on this book. I'm focusing directly on this book. Okay. I want to, I want to hear your number first. I'm gonna give it a two point five. Okay, so let's do some math. If wait, I wait, was what? going to make this a class, no, no math. No, give me back I'm, my calculator. I'm taking your calculator. I want my calculator. No, no, no. I want you to tell me what you honestly think this book should Fine. be. Fine. Really, a two? I think I you gave Berenstain Bears bigger than a I two. I said 2.5. 2.5. Because I like Miss Clavel. Shame and a travesty. Miss Clavel is awesome, this and is I a, like the writing I, too. The lady from Evanston objects. All right. <laughs> <sighs> I'm so glad Why? you can't do math. Why can't I do math? Why was I an English major? Fine. Uh, if I was going to give it an honest... An rate, honest rating. An honest rating. I would say it's a very strong... You know, I'm going to say a 7.2. I like it a lot. And I don't love it a lot, um, but it is always a book on my bookshelf, and my children adore it, and children that I read it to adore it, and... Classic. Classity classic. Don't give me that look. What's the average, Missy? No! 4.85. No! Not quite Why? a... Not a five. All right. You know All what right. that means? You know what that means? That's my... That's my sad trumpet. I know that many people think of this book as a classic, and they should stop. And rightly so. Nah, Wait not... a minute, have we ever disagreed this much on a book? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. This is the first. Oh, we're gonna have to have a subcategory of 
books that Kate doesn't think are classics and somehow got voted as not classics, but that Betsy still thinks are classics, so they are actually classics. You know, if you had thought this was a classic, you could have gone higher than 7.2, but you didn't. Well, I think it's good. It's like the best book. Right, it's not. I gave it a higher vote than like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, right? I did. I did. Yeah, because I gave that like a five something. So, okay. As long as I did that. My conscience is clean. Clean as the newly driven snow. I'd say if you want to read this book to your kid because it rhymes. Pick, it rhymes beautifully. Pick another book. By a Frenchman. Yeah, pick another book that rhymes that's better. Uh, don't. Because it's one of the best. And it's a classic. And it's not that great. And it's fantastic. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I said such like a, I must have the last word. I have to get the last word in. All right, all right, all right. Letters time. All right, we got one. Um, this one goes back a bit. This goes back to when we were doing Straganona. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know why that became all Norwegian, but it did. <laughs> and uh, Mary wrote in, and she said, <laughs> I, will, I will preface this by saying, we discuss in that episode uh, the Weston Woods video. Yep. Now, the Weston Woods video, when she sings the, the pasta song, it's this haunting, lovely melody. Um, it's not the words that are in the book, but it's, it's just sort of, you know, it's, it's eerie almost. Uh, Mary wrote, One thing you didn't mention is that the Weston Woods video does the song wrong. Everyone knows you need to sing the pasta pot song to the Tarantella melody. I think I think that's not the Tarantella melody, but it's like it's a fast. It's like it's what I did my Dracula voiceover to. I think wasn't it? Oh, was that a Tarantella? Wasn't that? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. The only Tarantella I know. Salt the French, the Italian, pretty much anyone. Do you want to know like my primary like Tarantella like knowledges? It's from the stage Mary Martin musical, Peter Pan, where Captain Hook at one point says a Tarantella. And then it's like, but can I sing that song? No, no. But apparently if you sing the pasta pot song to a Tarantella, it works very well. Okay. So thank you, Mary. Good to know. Did not know that. Uh, hat tip to you. All right. Grown up things we like. Grown up things we like. We are hypothetically grown ups and reportedly have things we like. Go ahead. I'm working on it. It doesn't really scan, but go on. Um, mine is... Something I haven't mentioned yet. Oh. Um, a game. Ooh. Uh, that one can play on their phone. <laughs> because I play it on my phone. Ooh, I do not put games on my phone because I am scared that I will just do that. Yeah, well, here's the great thing about this game. It's called Two Dots. And the whole point of the game is to bring together um, four dots of the same color into a square. Bit of a misnomer there if it's called Two Dots. I know, it really should be four dots. It should be called four dots. And then, okay, so I'm just going to give you an example here. So, right, so you're given a, a board with all these different colored dots, and mm-hmm. you have to find four dots of the same color, oh. drag them into a square, which then gets rid of all the colors, mm-hmm. all the dots of that color, and then it continues. Now, the great thing about this game is that there's no timer, mm-hmm. so I don't feel, like, rushed. Um, what if there are no dots that are you can make into a square? Ah, well, then you could just do two dots or three dots oh. and connect them until you can make one, make a four what square. What advantage is there to uh, to doing four or rather than three? Uh, four dots clears the dots of all that color. Oh, I see. Oh, 
And that's, yeah. I get you. And then you'll have like a goal at the top of what you're trying to do. And, and it's really mind numbing and it's great for elevators and yeah. airports. I would do that all the time. Which is why I can't have I've, that, uh, but I've, I like it. I have gotten a friend addicted to this game because it's, you really don't have to think too hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of not thinking. And it doesn't require, like, there's no stupid cartoon characters popping out at you. No, no, you they don't collect, see any ads. Uh... I mean, you will see an ad here okay, and there, but, well, there, but, uh, but you won't see, like, a fruit or a jewel or something random come across your screen. It's just dots. Just dots. It's just dots. Nothing but dots. Yeah. That's as far as the eye can see, as long as the eye is looking on the phone. Yep. So it's really oh, that's it, nice. It doesn't require a lot of thought, and it's just simple and clean and great for wasting time. So cool. Two dots. Two dots. All right. I'm going to do a very grown-up thing, which is a little misleading. Um, it's a graphic novel series. Uh, it's called Demon. It's by Jason Shiga. Now, Jason Shiga years ago did a book called Meanwhile for kids, where it was kind of like choose your own adventure, but with tabs, and kind of went into crazy weird places. Uh, there was, oh gosh, eventually there was an apocalypse. Usually in everything he does, there's going to be an apocalypse at some point. Like you do. Like you do. Um, but it was good, it was kid-friendly, I'd say. Very kid-friendly book. Demon is not kid Friendly. The whole premise is this. A guy uh, discovers slowly that uh, when he dies, uh, when his body dies, he immediately jumps into the next, whatever the nearest body is, and takes it over. It takes him a while to realize this, and slowly he comes to realize he's a demon. He is a demon. Um, and this would be all fine were it not for the fact that the government's trying to get a hold of him. Um, and so... It really is the greatest catalog of ways in which he attempts to kill himself. And, oh, you have no idea. That sounds awesome. The crea it's so good. I can't, I know I'm making it sound gruesome, and it is. It's desperately gruesome, but in a very cartoony style, so you don't really feel it as much. It's just really, uh, there's a lot of ingenuity behind it. Oh, dark, dark ingenuity, but ingenuity just the same. And funny. He's very, very funny funny. I like dark um, and funny. I like it dark and funny too. And I like anyone whose mind goes into weird places where you're like, I wonder how he thought of that because that would never have occurred to me. Um, What's it is, called? It's called, uh, the whole series is called Demon. And I think there are four volumes in total. Uh, but it's great. Do not let your kids who love Meanwhile pick it up because they are going to be horribly shocked. Uh, not too far in. But uh, it's, it's great. So awesome. two thumbs up over here. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, our first battle. <sighs> we are going to, we are going to get to the point where something becomes a classic that you don't want to be a classic. I guess it kind of happened before, kind of. Like, we've had things sort of, like, cross over the classic line. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just barely their classics. Yeah, we have had a couple of barely yeah. their classics. So that, it, it, in a way, this is, this is... Your just desserts, I'd say. I mean, I know. But this... did it have to be metal? Yeah, I mean, did I it know. Have to be I know this is a classic, and people oh, are gonna say, "I've read this book since I was a kid. It's amazing. And Kate's wrong. And blah blah blah." And, uh, you know. I, I, I welcome anyone saying Kate is wrong. So if you want to say Kate is wrong, <laughs> email us at fusekdate at gmail .com and I will read your telling Kate is wrong on the podcast. <laughs> All right, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production.
You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow Betsy on Twitter at Fuse8. That's Fuse and 8, E-I-G-H-T. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Givens Kime, and our community engagement coordinator and penguinologist is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.